0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of the new CW hit show Batwoman. I am Palmer and with me as always is Tony Ann. Say hi Tony Ann. Hello. How you doing?
1: Pretty good. This is a bit of a special episode for us tonight.
0: Yes. This week we get to talk about Crisis.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Yes. The first three parts, which aired Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and will finish eventually in the year like 2024.
1: (laughs) January 14th of
0: 2020. Uh, That's right. They're doing the last two episodes on the same night correct? Yes,
1: thank God. Arrow and Legends will be on the same night. Okay. Tuesday the 14th.
0: So this is going to be a slightly longer episode. So I I think I decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut it into three parts to make it a little bit more digestible and also because I don't think we're recording all three parts tonight. uh, Because there is a lot to go over.
1: Oh my God, is there.
0: So... You know, we're going to we won't we won't have enough time to kind of take our time like we normally do because there's so much. But we want to still make sure we hit all the uh, all of the high points.
1: And there were many.
0: All all right. So let's dive in right away. Crisis part one. Stuff happened. Do you have any thoughts? No. All right. Crisis. Two. (laughs)
1: We're, we're no. not jumping right to Crisis 2 just so you can get your hate on for Wes Luther.
0: I we think to... I might have even put one in in Crisis 1 just for funsies, but <laughs> we'll see. All right, so Crisis, we start with a blank screen, a black screen with the monitor, giving a monologue and kind of going over the the creation of the multiverse. Um. I mean there's I, I thought it was a really cool visual and the fact that his monologue and the visuals are are kind of taken exactly from The Crisis on Infinite Earths comic oh, was wow, a really great Oh that's
1: so great, cool. I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah, when he
0: was when he was when he was saying it I was like I I think this is the same monologue. Um, but it'd been so long since I saw it but the DC universe app has the Crisis in their um, in their uh, comics for subscribers? So I went through and I started reading the first issue because I wanted to reread it before watching all of Crisis. Um, I thought I owned the soft cover and I'm still pretty sure I own it. I just can't find it. So I was really happy that it was on the DC app.
1: I'm gonna have to look that up.
0: Yeah, um, it is very good. And don't worry, like if you read it, don't worry about not knowing what's going on because this was taken from a time frame unlike this show where there were a lot more Earths than what this show has. Um, And it was all kind of done to kind of cut down continuity to one thing because it had gotten so unwieldy in comics. So even knowing what I know, when I originally read it, I was like, I have no idea what half the stuff is.
1: Gotcha. Now it was through this monologue with the monitor that we also got that awesome montage of all of our heroes, right? Where we had like moments from all of the yeah. different shows.
0: Yep. So you have yeah, has as he's going through building the um building the multiverse through the he tells you we got, you know, after thousands of years, we get to the age of heroes and we see all of our heroes being very hero-y. Like the, like the standard shot that we see of Kate, like kicking one guy, twisting, punching another guy. Um, Supergirl, is, Supergirl is using her heat vision. Flash is running around. Arrow is shooting an arrow. <laughs> Looking uh, cool
1: while he does it.
0: Yeah, does he though
1: he does
0: um we see supergirl punching Alex lex luther out of a uh office building Ex-
1: yeah. when he was in his exo suit the green when
0: thing. he was in yep yeah, when he was in his exo suit and he still managed to act badly in that
1: okay <laughs> We're gonna have to go into into why you dislike John Cryer's version of Lex Luthor when we get to part two, because I happen to enjoy it.
0: Because it's bad.
1: Well, I have no after, prior knowledge of Lex Luthor. This is all I know.
0: Oh, see, that's that saddens me. That makes my soul <laughs> cry. So after all after all this montage, we get a quick montage of four Earths kind of seeing the red sky is now back in the comics there was a it's it's been kind of overdone as a joke now but there were tie-in comics to the original crisis and people got upset because all the tie-ins were was like the last page you would see a red sky so it was kind of a it's kind of a in-joke to the comics we see uh, earth 89 which is the Uh, tim burton batman universe we see uh the reporter Knox, played by robert worrell who's sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper he sees the red skies and is hoping batman's watching we have earth nine which apparently is the titans universe because we see the i did too like I haven't really been watching Titans. It's on my list, but... I just, saw
1: season one and the start of season two. I have to get back into the rest of this season.
0: Yeah, I just haven't... I don't know why I haven't watched it, um, but it is on my list. So when I saw them, I, I had texted um, my friend Lauren, and I'm like, that was the Titans, right? And she's like, yep. Uh, Earth X, we have, I believe it's Ray.
1: The Ray, um, yeah.
0: It is the Ray. All right. Because it's been so long since Crisis on Earth X that I kind of.
1: Yep. Nope, that was him.
0: I kind of forgot that it was a thing until like today.
1: Oh, no. we. I, I definitely remember that Crisis on Earth X is a thing. And I'll get to the reason why later in the episode.
0: Yeah, because that was the that was the Nazi world one, right? Uh-huh. And then we have Earth-66, which is the Earth from the Adam West Batman TV show. We have former Robin, Burt Ward, walking his dog, and he sees the red skies, and he does his Robin shtick of holy crimson sky or something.
1: That was so awesome. And wasn't he wearing a red sweater, too? <laughs>
0: he was wearing like a, he was wearing a sweater with like a red and green stripe around the neck. And going back and thinking about it now, it's, it almost reminds me of, um, like it didn't, it didn't have the same dimensions as say like the, like the Nightwing symbol, but it was that kind of like V type of formation. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, there was a little there was a little nod to that. After, after these montages, we get into the show proper with Will Wheaton from Star Trek claiming that the end of the world is nigh, holding oh, up a giant That's huh? who that was? I had no idea that, who that Yes, was. that is Will Wheaton, uh, Wesley Crusher from Star Trek. He uh, uh, he is proclaiming that the end of the world is coming and not even Supergirl will be able to save us. <laughs> and just as he finishes saying that, Supergirl comes in to save him from a giant pet that is pet rampaging, alien. pet alien that is rampaging around because it is spooked.
1: Yes, all of the pets in National City are freaking out. Which right. I thought was a really interesting beat that they played. Because it's like so real life, because like usually the animals are the first to realize something's about to happen because they go crazy when big storms are coming or big events happen. Like all your animals just go nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good, that was a really kind of good note note to the, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, it is science. Like it does happen, but nobody can quite figure out why. Uh, Supergirl goes into the goes into the uh, DEO, and she's like, yo, what's going on? Pets are going crazy. Dogs and cats are living together. There's mass hysteria.
1: This feels bigger than Leviathan, which is their current which villain their, of the season.
0: Right. Um, and Brainy starts talking, and I zone out for a bit. <laughs>
1: He basically said, You are correct, this is definitely something bigger because this earthquake is encompassing the entire earth and it is coming from outside of the earth, which Alex says is impossible, and then Brainy starts spewing a bunch of words similar to impossible, and then Lila shows up.
0: Yes. Now one thing we're gonna we're gonna have to get off our chest right off the bat is I equate um, the person who plays Brainiac. um, His acting is like what imagines when they're imagining William Shatner (laughs) acting. Oh, God. But not as good. I hope that
1: you're not wrong.
0: I like William Shatner. But the way he delivers his... Like, the way Brainy delivers his lines, it's like a high school... It's like a high school theater company doing a play.
1: It's... And, it's definitely and, a choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if, like, he's... If he's, um, like, theatrically trained and hasn't really done much anything else because then I could see it, but, like, it seems like he's always... Playing to the person, not necessarily in the back row, but like the back row four theaters over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. I hate that you're not wrong, but you're not wrong.
0: So so Lila shows up, pretty much, uh, you know, claims the world is going to hell, and, you know, the crisis is coming, although at this point it's here. But. That everyone needs to get ready. Oh, wait,
1: no, it wasn't Lila who came in. It was John.
0: Oh, that's right. John is like...
1: It was was John who came in because John says we have a crisis. And then they cut to them around the round table. And he starts talking about the monitor. And then she's like, wait, the monitor? I thought he wasn't even of this universe.
0: Right. I thought he was a Flash. Green Arrow villain. Even though I dealt with him, me Kara last year dealt with the Monitor. Well,
1: no, that was Brainy Flash who said I thought I thought he was a flat No, it's arrow
0: Kara. Villain. No, it's Kara.
1: No, that was Brainy who said it.
0: Was it? Oh. Yes. Well, then Kara should have, have uh, because, also corrected. Like, hey, I was there too.
1: What's the issue? Another another reality wave, meaning like another wave where you're gonna go into an alternate reality, like they did last year for Elseworlds. Right. And yeah, then yeah. and then while they're talking, we see Lila that and because Lila's off picking up all the other heroes. She stops yeah. in Central City and picks up Barry, the flash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we see her going over to Gotham. and yep. Kate is kicking ass, trying to talk to a rabbit. And she's like, hang on, I'll deal with whatever your world-ending issue is in a minute.
0: I'll, I'll <laughs> deal with your crazy in a minute, which was, one of my, which was one of my favorite lines.
1: One of my favorite lines. And then Lila's just like, nope, no time, and just kind of takes her. And then um, – so then we cut back to the DEO, and then first Lila shows up, and then that's when Supergirl's like, okay – are you the one doing this?
0: No, you you jumped way ahead, but did I? Oh, sorry. Yeah. But Lila, you're right. Lila goes around picking everybody up, kind of like a soccer mom. <laughs> like, all right, guys, it's the day of the it's the day of the game. Let's go. But before that, um, we cut to oh, this is the Argo. Yeah, okay, I know where we're going. I we cut to forgot. Argo where Lois is making of superman for changing a diaper
1: oh my god super family is so cute i love them so much
0: i i liked bitsy last year but i i felt like she didn't have enough to do uh so while i i did like her like i was like i want to see more of her and while she has more to do this time around not as much as i would like i love her
1: I love
0: her so much um so superman's changing a diaper apparently for the first time ever and lois is kind of making fun of him like he's he's battled lex luther stopped doomsday and he's he's brought low by a diaper to which his retort is i don't have my superpowers on <laughs> here under the red sun what kind of superpowers do you need to change a diaper
1: I imagine, I imagine super strength might help.
0: I mean, speed, yes, because you, you'll get it done faster. True. Uh, so they have... So the typical, like, baby thing, like, oh, you know, Lois is like, he has your eye. and eyes. She hit- and Clark's like, well, that's good as long as he has your everything else. Which leads me to believe Clark knows nothing about anatomy.
1: I think, she, I think he just meant that... He wants a human baby. He does not want him to have any Kryptonian powers. That's how I took that line.
0: Well, while they're on Argo, he wouldn't. But you wouldn't know that unless you took him outside of Argo. So.
1: And. This and then.
0: Is... This is when the hologram of Supergirl pops up, and like, hey guys, the world is ending. We kind of need help. You might want to get off of Argo because Argo is about to be no more. And yeah, because
1: I think we forgot to mention that they realize that there's an anti, uh, anti-matter, anti-matter wave hitting is gonna,
0: Argo. Yeah, it's going to pretty much destroy everything, go to the end of the universe, boomerang back, and then destroy everything else that it didn't destroy the first time around. Uh, ever the investigative reporter, Lois's first reaction to this is, Supergirl is wearing pants.
1: <laughs> I love that line. Like, Kara, how are you breaking through and you're in pants?
0: Yes. <laughs> That's now, granted, you really couldn't.
1: That's such a big sister line. Like, I know that they're not, but like they kind of play them like pretty much like sisters. And it's just so like, I love that
0: you know and granted the message is being garbled so it's not like you can hear a car clearly but like the world is ending and Lois is like but you're wearing pants
1: <laughs> so then they strengthen the connection and she's able to get the full message out
0: she really does she's like yeah she's busting through apparently not well let me tune her in like this she's a 1940s TV <laughs> and adjust like the rabbit ears and miraculously it works uh, so they get – so they uh, find out what Supergirl is saying just as uh, Alara comes in and is like, guys, we got to go. We're all doomed because we're Kryptonians, and that's what happens to yeah. us.
1: Well, didn't they see that the sky was turning red, so they went outside, and that's when they ran into Supergirl's mother?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Just want to make sure.
0: Yeah. And they're like, well, we're all doomed, so you – to come with me because in Kryptonian tradition we built one spaceship <laughs> that is big enough for a newborn child <laughs> the rules of Krypton are you can only have one child sized spaceship per cataclysmic event
1: I do love that like they used this same dialogue I think they said from the I want to say the Marlon Brando Superman movies if I'm correct
0: Yes, the, the Superman one, it's the same, same it's the same words that uh, both Marlon Brando and I believe, um, and I believe his wife say, as they're putting Cal into the, into the ship. Um, which is what I really, I did really like that.
1: But if, if that affected me and I have no Superman, like, previous knowledge. I've never seen a Superman movie. I know.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, these parents are sending out their child into into the void of space, hoping that he gets to wherever he's supposed to go safely as they're dying. Like, I don't think you need to have an emotional connection with anything else to find that to find that emotional.
1: I get yeah, that, like that. Actually, that was one of the moments that got me in tears. There were a few. That was one of them.
0: So they send off Jonathan into space, presumably to Earth, and just as just as he's clear of the planet, the planet, you know, much like Krypton, ceases to exist. We switch over to Earth 1. Uh, we're at the island from Arrow. Lee and you. Where Arrow is just kind of walking around the uh oliver is walking around the island talking to mia and i have it here arrow cannot escape the island arrow is just the tv show lost (laughs) they 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 always go back to the island
1: they actually went to lean you um as part of the preparation for crisis they needed to put some sort of tool or something together on that Island because the Island had some sort of energy or power. And they ended up replaying the scene between Oliver and Mia from the last episode of arrow before crisis. And I cried when the scene originally aired and I cried again because I'm a sucker for emotional parental moments. And this was just this entire scene made me cry.
0: Uh, I decided Oliver looks weird with a full beard.
1: Um, yeah, that's not wrong.
0: Like I, I saw it, and I again, I was talking to my friend Lauren, and I'm like, why does Oliver look weird? And she's like, well, I watch Arrow, so it doesn't kind of look weird to me. I'm like, oh yeah, but but if
1: the last weird. time you, if the last time you saw him, he didn't have a beard,
0: right? He just looks. You know what it is? He was also acting much more stoic than he normally does.
1: He kind of had to because he's at this point, he's come to terms with the fact that he's dying in crisis. He's been aware of that for this entire season of Arrow, and he's basically saying goodbye to his daughter. And so he's just kind of barely holding it together.
0: Yeah. No, you are. You are correct. You are not wrong there. Um, and I would say that. I would say like the scene definitely plays better. Uh, if you watch Arrow, because, like to me, it was just like okay.
1: Yeah, you ha- you have no connection because you've never seen him interact with her before. Right. Like. For me, it landed because I've watched Arrow, you know, I've watched I mean, I've only watched been watching for like two years, but I've watched the entire series and I've watched this entire season and having them lead up to this moment because she's actually from the future. She's yeah, that I. Yeah. And then Uh, the monitor brought her back to present day 2019 and she actually got to reconnect with her father and for a good portion of the season she's kind of had her guard up because she was angry at him because she spent her entire life without him because of the choice he made going into crisis right so this was and then she finally let her guard down and let him in only to find out that he's that she's gonna lose him all over again it was just it was a lot (laughs)
0: So we have that very tender moment on on Purgatory Island. And that's when that's when Layla starts showing up in like a soccer mom, picking everybody (laughs) up. She picks them up first. Then we get to the Batwoman scene. Uh, From there, we go to we go to the Legends. And for lack of a better term, Legends is just White Canary and Ray Palmer at a bar for trivia night.
1: That was so funny.
0: It was funny but it was weird like why did they have to steal a lock of Janice Joplin's hair?
1: Um I like, wish it was I could that have...
0: tied into an episode at all. It was, I
1: think it was tied into an episode of Legends but so much crazy shit happens on that show that I completely forgot what the actual context
0: of it was. Okay. Um I did really like the fact the the person running trivia night <laughs> is an actor uh Griffin Newman. He was Arthur in the last iteration of The Tick on Amazon.
1: Oh, wow. So there's just like little Easter eggs everywhere throughout this yeah. entire thing.
0: And um, I've met him several times and he's such a great he's such a great personal uh, personable guy. Um, I was really happy to see him in something other than. Uh, the Tick. Not that he was bad in the Tick. I really liked the, sh- the Amazon series of the Tick. Um, but I was glad like he had he had something else uh, going. Now that that uh, unfortunately that show is unfortunately no longer. Um, so yeah, it was it was very it was very good to see him pop up on my screen.
1: My favorite uh, so, though was was when Lila showed up on, and she was standing like either standing <clears> on <throat> the bar or standing on the table.
0: And yeah, he and he's like. <laughs> got the,
1: and we're done.
0: Yep, And we're done. Peace out, <laughs> Peace. Um. So once she collects them, she throws them back to Earth-38. Uh, they go into the DEO uh, with everybody, including Superman and Lois, who we don't see Lila save. We're supposed to think that they died with Argo, but nope, they're there. Um, because there's a TV show coming, so they can't die.
1: I cannot wait for that. FYI.
0: Uh, so Batwoman is like, or uh, I don't think it was Batwoman. Somebody asked where they are and she says Earth 38 and just as she says that, Batwoman punches her.
1: <laughs> My favorite. She's like, the rabbit was getting ready to talk. And Brainy goes, this woman <laughs> talks to rabbits?
0: Yep. yep. She read of Mice and Men one too many times.
1: And then Kara basically calms Kate down. She's like, y- you may not know ever you know, you know me. It- you're here for a reason.
0: Right. So she's, she's like, you know, everyone's here for a reason. You know, we all need to trust each other. And Kate's like, I don't know any of them. No, Kate, you do. Like, you were in the last crossover. <laughs> you but know Oliver and Flash and Kara.
1: Well, I don't think the Flash was here yet. I think it was just Oliver, Mia, um, Superman, Lois. She
0: who she also knows. Oh no, she doesn't know Superman and Lois because she was only in, she stayed in Gotham, but she Kara. knows Oliver.
1: She well, yes, yeah, she does know Oliver. I don't think she likes Oliver, but she does know Oliver. So then, but
0: she likes Oliver.
1: But the car, yo, car is like you. You know me. You trust me, and if you're here, it's because we need you, and I would trust everybody in this room with my life, including you.
0: Right. So naturally, much, much like a Batman is prone to do, okay, that's fine, and then she takes off her mask, in which Oliver's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: And it, I love that. That made me laugh.
0: That was such a good line.
1: And then, the, and it was right after that. I think that Mia said, "I'm Oliver's daughter," and John said, "I didn't know he had a daughter." And she goes, "Yeah, he gets that a lot."
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, so they kind of they kind of sitting around, uh, standing around, talking. Brainiac starts babbling on again, and an earthquake happens, and he kind of gets shut up, which was oh, thank God for an earthquake.
1: Well, is this when they go into the war room and she st- and and Lila starts talking about you know how Earth yeah. 38 is the tipping point and Oliver tells them that he saw Earth 2 disappear
0: and that yeah. okay yeah a lot of exposition uh kind of just talking about like what is happening and how other universes have already uh been wiped from existence and they're here to protect earth 38 from the anti-monitor who not really a good name but he's the bet he's the big bad villain so you know just because he's not good with the names doesn't mean he's not fearful uh so they come up with a plan to they're like well this earth is cooked like this we've Pretty much have no hope of saving this Earth, but we can at least kind of slow down the destruction to try and get as many people off Earth as humanly possible because that's all that's left in this universe now is Earth. So John comes up with a John comes up with a plan to go to every alien and it's like, yo guys, we need your ships to get everybody off this planet and to another Earth. Brain brings up a good point because last year they were you know the the US government was kind of targeting aliens and Brainiac Brainiac's like do you really think people are going to help and John has faith in uh, John has faith in people which leads me to believe that John um, has never gone outside ever
1: no he has he's just he's Become a optimist, I guess you could say. He always tries to... Unless it has something to do with him or his family, he always tries to believe the best in people.
0: Yeah. So, we get a really nice moment um, between Kara and uh, Cal because... Because um,
1: Oh, I Ar- did love this moment.
0: I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Argo. Argo. Argo City. Because Argo got wiped away. Yep. Because it got wiped away, Superman's like, you know, are you all right? I'm sorry about your mother dying again. I'm sorry about losing Argo again. And Kara seems to be taking it well. Like, she's like, you know... I think she
1: also knows that she can't be the martyr right now. Like right now that's Cal's job or because like, and I think it's, it's, it's apparently a genetic thing because car is usually the one like in a normal Supergirl episode who has like the weight of the world on her shoulders and has all this guilt. But in this scene, that was all Cal.
0: Yeah. He's like, I was there and you know, I was just trying to live a normal life because that's what Superman do in the Arrowverse. apparently, they just marry Lois and then try and give up their powers, but yet everyone still complains about Man of Steel. God, I hate that. Sorry. That's my, nope. my rant for the day.
1: He, he basically said, I was stupid to think that I could just go live my life and have no consequences and he feels really guilty and Kara, As being, the, should. <laughs> and Kara being the hopeful one says, look, Nobody knew our story before our parents brought us to Earth. They know our story. They know our history. It is our job to fight. And that's what we'll do. We will make our parents proud.
0: Yep. Kara is very hopeful. Let's all keep this in mind for next episode because that goes away really fast.
1: Yeah, but...
0: We get a nice another tender scene uh, with um, Oliver and Mia, where he's like, "Hey, I know the universe is ending and all, but come with me. I have a present for you. It's your birthday." Oh my god! There should
1: always be one Green Arrow. This was the other scene that had me weeping. I was like, "Oh my god!"
0: And he's like, "I got you this suit," and she's like, "Well, you should wear it," and he's like, I don't I, have
1: a I don't think figure. it'll fit. <laughs> and
0: she says and if he tells if her you... yes, there should always be one green arrow. I'm dying, you're not. You have to be green arrow. Ha ha
1: I lost it. I was sobbing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After this tent, go ahead.
1: I wasn't expecting that, so that little moment was just kind of everything.
0: Yeah. Um, during this, Flash has shown up and was like, oh, we were we were off doing other stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, they were doing reconnaissance on the quantum towers.
0: Right, because the tower which, just kind of appeared, and they're like, that tower is stopping...
1: The anti-wave matter. Right. Or the anti-matter wave.
0: <laughs> uh, so we moved on to a a nice little scene of Oliver and Barry and Oliver's like I'm dying this is this is our little you know goodbye moment and Barry's like oh I'm dying too
1: and Oliver freaked out cuz he's like we need to talk right now and Barry's like what are you talking about and then who at- are
0: you talking to and we get to him is the monitor kind of flashes him up to the ship and he's like, look, the deal we made last year was I die now and Kara and Barry survive. And the monitor's like, oh, no, no, no. That was so they survived last crisis. This crisis, they're also dying. You were going to live both crises, but now this crisis, everybody's dying. You, Flash, Supergirl, um, I don't exactly know how you win at that point, but
1: and he's like, "Well, fine. If I have to die, you better tell me what I'm fighting and how I can make and how I can stop this because they will not die."
0: Yeah, you tell him, Ollie.
1: And the monitors just like, in order for you to be fully prepared, you have to not know what's coming so you can prepare for everything.
0: Uh, Alex went to go to see Lena Luther to try and get her to help figure out a way to either stop the the, uh, the destruction or at least find a way to get people off of the Earth.
1: Yeah, she was she was going to Lena to get her to make a bigger version of the device she used to get the Daxamites off of, out of National City a couple of years ago. Uh,
0: that, those were the good old days. We got rid of mon Go team! <laughs> uh, so, Lena is upset with Alex and Supergirl and everybody because she found out uh, Kara is Supergirl. So, she's pretty much been lying to her um, this entire time, which she doesn't take kindly to. And Alex is like, hey... I'm I'm really sorry about that. And Lena pretty much tells her she can stuff her sorries in a sack.
1: Pretty much. And, you know, Alex begs her for her help. And Lena says, look, we may not be friends anymore. Like, I don't want your friendship. I don't trust you. But it is very, it, you know, of course I will help because the world is ending. And it is very hubris of you to believe that I wouldn't. But then again, you've shown me what you think of me. So that doesn't surprise me.
0: That's why I love Lena.
1: I do love Lena, and that entire scene, just from Alex's, like I, that entire scene made me uncomfortable because, like, the way Alex went about it, like, I didn't like that she didn't think that she thought Lena would be that vengeful.
0: Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I could, I, I. I understand it. We have Brainiac, White Canary, and Lois went off to another Earth to retrieve Jonathan's pod, which got knocked off course and to into another a Earth.
1: Hole. Another yeah, Earth and into a wormhole because he wound up in the future.
0: Yeah, in a future, in the future, on a different Earth in was, Star City.
1: Yeah, it was Earth-16, Star City, 2046.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, So Uh, we find out – I mean, I honestly – this entire sequence, I don't understand. Unless
1: It was was pointless. Unless they were going to make him the the Oliver that died, it was pointless. I just want to point out one thing from this particular scene, and then we can skip it because I just – um when sarah said that uh oliver queen is a good guy on every earth are we forgetting about nazi oliver
0: well i mean he was a good guy if you're a nazi also i don't think she was there
1: no she was
0: there oh then i got nothing look she's very suspect she is not the best she is not a reliable narrator in the slightest she's usually drunk
1: Because she was held in a, you know, she was basically held in a concentration camp type thing on on Earth X during Crisis on Earth X.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, yeah, because she's TQ.
1: Right. And then she was, and then it was her father who was the one that was holding her there. That Earth's Quentin. But so that line just made me that line made me roll my eyes every time I heard it. I'm like, okay, so we're just forgetting that Nazi Oliver was a thing. Cool. Uh,
0: we all also get like, as they're, as they're kind of going around this, um, kind of rundown wall watch watchtower, you know, Lois is like, what are the chances my son's pod landed here? And Brainiac not being comforting came up with an national astronom- an astronomical, uh, small percentage but like like
1: 382 billion to one or something like that Yeah, some crazy ridiculous number
0: so so they get they retrieve there's a small fight between oliver and white canary because oliver has no idea what's going on on this earth white canary is still dead which leads to a really random moment between them and she's like no remember i came back i came back alive on my earth which is not this one which i'm still dead but why don't you remember that
1: yeah this this whole thing was pointless because it, and it would have been different either a if this was going to be the oliver that was going to die number 1 or if she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to actual oliver or oliver but yeah, she
0: was there she does. yeah
1: so uh this made zero sense not one possible purpose other than to fill time and be annoying
0: agreed we go back to Earth 38 Oliver is talking to me and he's like you know they're, uh, they're about to start fighting and Oliver's like remember no matter what happens to me tell you your mother, find your mother and her. tell her i love her because aside from lois and clark all of felicity are the best couple in the arrowverse
1: no 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 i am an Felicity yeah. fan uh, i yeah. love them west allen is far superior to them
0: nope
1: oh we're gonna fight because west allen is the super Superiorship of the Arrowverse. I don't care what you tell me.
0: No, because because essentially Barry is just is just Iris whipped. He's been in love with Iris for so long, long that pretty much whatever she says, he's like, yes, honey. It's no. The oh. the it goes Lois and Clark. Oh, no, 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 no 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 no, all no, 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 no,
1: no, no no, absolutely not. Yep. You are Sorry. wrong.
0: You can't you can't argue facts.
1: Yes, I can when those are not facts. Those are absolutely not facts. Flash forwarding to part 3, Barry is the paragon of love. Why is Barry the paragon of love? Because of his love for Iris. Thank no. you very much.
0: If anything, buries the paragon of moping.
1: Not according to canon.
0: Yeah. So, after that little touching scene, the Dementors show up.
1: Okay, they did remind you of Dementors, because they did oh, yeah. me too.
0: <laughs> the Dementors show up because this is a crossover, and even Harry Potter got, got sucked into it. Uh so action sequence ensues, fight, fight, fight. Batwoman jumps, arrow jumps, everybody jumps, cool jumps bro. Yeah,
1: this was this was a pretty awesome fight scene.
0: And it really Was this was. the
1: moment was this the moment cuz there was a moment earlier in the episode that I think we kind of skipped over where like Ray tried to like say, "Hey, I'll upgrade your suit to Kate." And Kate was like, right. "Not they if you value she, your hand." Yes. Yeah. So fast forward to the fight scene and she's like, I think I'll take that upgrade now.
0: And <laughs> he's like, and I won't lose an appendage. <laughs> and then he starts like geeking out on the on the batarang. <laughs> and Arrow's like, Hey, Ray, focus.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: While this fight's going on, we cut back to Lena and Alex. Uh, uh, and Lena's like you know I'm making some progress but I st- still can't figure everything out and the writers actually remembered that Alex is re- really smart
1: yeah because she's a scientist in her own right
0: right so she's like how about we do this this and this sciencey words and science. I think it was G- uh,
1: Galileo 3 or something like that
0: yeah I don't know something <laughs> And Lena's like, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Let's try that. And it works. It uh, does
1: work. Well, bef- before they actually found out that it works, they had another one of those earthquake waves, and, like, Alex saved Lena from, a, I think, some, like, falling debris from the ceiling.
0: Yeah. That is That is what happens. We cut back to... To, um, the Jonathan mission, where Oliver is still being very mopey and is like, Oh, my white canary died, and I've always felt bad, and I can't tell you that because you're not her. And this Oliver just sucked like all the time. There and was for really an Oliver no... that's
1: there, there was really absolutely no point yeah, to this. Like, I almost wish it would have been instead of 2046 um, Oliver, it should have been Laurel or something. Yeah. Like if that were Laurel and Sarah having that scene, fine. Totally fine. Yep.
0: We get back to Alex and Lena and Lena's like, hey, this works. You were right. Great job, team. But um, we're still not friends. We're still not friends, which really hurt me because now I just want them to be to be in a relationship together. I want them to be happy. I'm calling them Leex. Oh, okay. Next, Lex. There we go.
1: Okay, so yes. th- that's that's the crossover ship of yours. Mine is Kate and Kara.
0: I mean, I I ultimately want Kara and Lena but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Oh, so you're a supercore fan. Al- oh, hell yes. <laughs> but since like canically, at least Alex, um, is, you know, is gay. We still don't know about Lena.
1: I mean, she dated Jimmy Olsen, so she could technically run both ways, but they have established that she does date men.
0: You know, I mean, technically Alex dated some guy in season one. That doesn't count.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, the guy, what was it, the the one who played Carlisle in Twilight. Peter Fastanelli.
0: Oh, Maxwell Lord. Peter uh, Yeah. Fassanelli? Yeah. He's actually gained some weight recently. I saw him in something not too long ago. Um, and He's gained weight that I don't recall seeing him put on before. I also, li- I've liked him ever since Can't Hardly Wait.
1: I don't think I've seen that.
0: Oh, it's such a great, like, high school, um, high school. It was kind of like, uh, not necessarily American Pie before American Pie, but it's like a um, 16 Candles, you know, coming of age kind of story. Uh, it's really good. It was pretty much the, it was the departure for Jennifer Love Hewitt into movies, because prior wow. to that she been on the tv show um and it was her first foray into movies um it was pretty good i really i really like it it also had third eye blind on the soundtrack which was good
1: anything with third eye blind is pretty good
0: yeah we fought to the rooftops where the monitor shows up and the monitor's like all right guys we're good time to peace out and starts just taking away the, the heroes while in the middle of fighting. And he goes to kind of – he kind of goes to zap Oliver away. And Oliver shoots him with a – shoots him with an arrow to kind of incapacitate him.
1: Well, before before that, Oliver said, is everybody on this earth safe? And he said no. And he said then it's not time. And then he shot him.
0: Yeah, which was a good – which was a good line. Um is really the last line. Uh, Oliver runs out of arrows, which for for that being your entire gimmick is probably a bad sign. Uh, And he goes charging at the Dementors without an arrow. The only downside to this is uh, there is a continuity error because he definitely has more arrows and then in the next second he doesn't.
1: I thought so when I was rewatching it, but I wasn't sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the downside to this is we cut away from there, so we don't know what happens. Yes. That being said, we go back to we go back to the kind of the base of operations, and they're like Earth, you know, that Earth is is gone, but we saved three out of 7 billion people no one begins to ask the question exactly where are you going to put 3 billion more people
1: yeah they're just put it, sending them to Earth 1 and yeah. hoping that the Earth doesn't you know explode from overpopulation
0: right um,
1: now who comes in first after, who comes in first Oliver or Pariah in this
0: scene uh, Oliver. Dying Oliver shows up. Uh, uh, monitor's like, yeah, he's he's dying.
1: He fought to his very last breath or something like that.
0: Right. Uh, and Oliver looks at Barry and he's like, Barry, you're the best of us, which is really awkward because everybody else is in the room and can hear him.
1: And he, he this is when he said, I... Sacrificed myself so you and Kara could live. You and Kara have to fix this.
0: Yeah. You know, no pressure, guys. Chop, chop.
1: I was too busy crying in this scene.
0: And then with Oliver's dying breath, he talks about how much he loves Felicity. Your faves could never accept Um,
1: That's not actually what happened. He said goodbye to his daughter.
0: Rose was like, Mia, tell your mother I love her, and you're okay too, but mainly your mother.
1: I'm sorry, but the, the Order of Ships in the Arrowverse, and this is fact, is Lois and Clark, Barry and Iris, and then Oliver and Felicity.
0: No, it is Lois and Clark, Oliver and Felicity, and then... After, like, five blank pages.
1: No, 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 Iris no, and Barry. You are so incredibly wrong. So incredibly wrong. In
0: fact, in fact Kate and Sophie are higher than, than Barry and...
1: No, the Iris. hell they are not. I love Kate and Sophie, but no. No, 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 no. so Sophie
0: and Mr. Sophie.
1: Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm sorry. I will die on the West Allen ship. I love them. They are my babies, and that is it.
0: Pariah shows up and is like, I have to be here when something bad happens because that's what I do now. I have, I have to, to show up. I
1: have to bear witness to tragedy. Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, I also freed the Anti Monitor guys, so um, you're welcome. And that ends part one of Crisis. Kind of a down note. Oliver died.
1: Well, wait, didn't – no, there was one other thing because the monitor said this is not how I foresaw Oliver's ending. And then Pariah said all I know is that everything that we know and love is doomed or something like that.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. He's like "We're we're all screwed. Like we're dead. He's dead. Everyone's dead. Dead, dead, dead. And then they they kind of zoom out on on Oliver's dead corpse and is like, all right, come back tomorrow for part two. And they do.
1: And so, so now this is the actual Batwoman episode.
0: Yes, this is that was the Supergirl episode, uh, which makes sense because it all took place on. On her Earth until it went down with the ship. Uh, part two is the Batwoman episode. We start off with White Canary, Kara, and Kate having a shot in Barry's memory, and Batwoman's the only one thinking clearly. She's like, "Look, I am all for drinking, but um, we're the all about ending, I- so we yeah, the moving. world's ending, so
1: we got to get moving." Yeah, the world's ending. She's the one who Shouldn't had
0: the, we be doing something else right now?
1: Yeah, and she's the one who had the least attachment to Oliver.
0: Right. Um They talk about how they talk about how many people died on Kara's earth when it went away, which was about four billion people. And Kara's like, you know we need to uh we need
1: to figure out a way to undo this. There has to be a way we right. can
0: we need undo to figure this. out a way to undo this. And I mean, the easiest way is you just need like 4 billion Lazarus pits.
1: And didn't, didn't Sarah say something to the effect of, we have to make sure this doesn't happen again. That should be our main focus. Instead of undoing what's already happened, let's prevent what's going to happen happening again.
0: Exactly. Like she's the smart one, or at least the one thinking clearly which, if that's the person thinking clearly, we're all doomed.
1: I wouldn't go that far.
0: So we have a very dramatic. Uh, uh, we have a very dramatic scene of the monitor, pretty much talking about what's happening and what's going to happen, and he keeps getting interrupted by crying Jonathan.
1: Oh my God, this was my favorite thing. Oh. Oh wait, wait, wait. We missed we missed stuff because didn't did the wave Because the wave rider stuff didn't that come first? Where they had to, they had to procure the wave rider from Earth seventy eight, and then they had the conversation on that wave rider.
0: Yes. So they had to go get the wave rider. Um, Uh, What's her name?
1: Lila.
0: Lila. uh, Goes to the wave rider, which is voiced by um, Snart. uh,
1: Which made me laugh because that's not normally who voices Gideon.
0: Uh, Gideon's female? Yes. And living on the ship in this earth, because all of the legends have retired, except for one. One died. Um, Living on the ship is uh, McRory, McRory, who I can't remember what his actual uh, name was. So we're just gonna see. call him Heat Miser.
1: You mean the actor's name?
0: No, the the character.
1: Oh, yeah he's he he the ha- he is ha- he the, the heat rogue. gun. Yeah, i well, mean
0: Yeah, Heat Miser. So, um. So she's like, Hey, we need the ship.
1: Oh, Heat Wave.
0: Oh, oh, there we go. Heat Wave. He's like, We need the ship and and you can come too, there's beat and he's like, All right, I'm in. You had me a beer. Yep, had me a beer. He had been he'd been living on the ship, basically living out of his car as Snart said, trying trying to write his novel. Trying to
1: become a romance novelist, which our Earth, um, Earth One, Rory actually did write a book under a um, pseudonym.
0: Okay. So, so, so everyone's on the bridge except, except White Canary, and the monitor is like, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening," and he keeps getting interrupted by Jonathan crying, and everyone kind of passing him down the line. Except Kate, who's like, no way, man.
1: Yeah, and she's like, these arms are closed.
0: Yeah. She, she's like, look, I hate children. It's one of the reasons why I love being with women. No chance of that happening. Uh, till Jonathan gets to heat wave, and he kind of quiets down.
1: That made me laugh.
0: This scene... My note here is, I hate this baby gag. It's very Marvel.
1: It is not very Marvel.
0: It is. Marvel does so much to undercut serious moments with misplaced comedy that it undercuts the seriousness of what's going on. I don't mind having comedy. But there, in instances like this, I believe there are places that it doesn't work, and it didn't work for me here.
1: I loved it. Well, mainly because he kept interrupting the monitor, and the monitor has been kind of annoying me every time I've seen him in various shows this season. So I remember when I was live tweeting at the night the episode aired, I was like, Baby John is – I think I called him Super Baby because I couldn't remember his name. I said Super Baby is not here for the monitor, and I was like, same kid same
0: um, yeah I don't know I just I didn't like it like I liked the scene later on with him reading to Jonathan
1: oh that made me laugh
0: so bad like that, that <laughs> I thought like... was good so like I said time and place for me and I just don't think it was here Barry being very mopey again because that's what he does
1: I'm sorry Barry's huh? being very mopey?
0: Yeah. He just it's lost like, one of his best friends. What the hell was like, he supposed to do? Wow, Oliver's dead, and he complained about, like, he complains about something. Like, I forget what exactly what he's complaining about.
1: He's just,
0: he, was this the, like, in the dude, scene with
1: Iris when he said that Oliver shouldn't be dead, not him?
0: It might have been, but he was complaining about something else. And I'm like, dude, you've had, like, three, mil- three minutes of quiet time, so chill out. Like, he talks about something about, like, you know, we're not grieving or something. Uh, monitor is like, hey, I figured out how to help us. There are seven paragons. Each one has a different embodiment. There's love. There's um. Courage, hope. Honor. Honor. Humanity. Yeah. Earth, wind, fire, water, heart. Basically, we need them so they can summon Captain Planet.
1: Are you being sarcastic or you actually think that's what's happening?
0: No. I'm being sarcastic. You don't remember the cartoon Captain Planet?
1: Um. No, I never watched it.
0: <laughs> I mean, neither did I. I still remember it.
1: I'd never even heard of it before you said it.
0: My God. Go back and and YouTube the opening theme. Okay. So the monitor, and they're like, how did you figure this out? Because you didn't tell us this before. And the monitor's like, well, you know, one of the best women after Lois in the universe, Felicity Smokes. Wait, no. With the Tome of the Guardians.
1: Wasn't the Book of Destiny thing first?
0: He is Did, reading the Book of Destiny.
1: Because didn't he say yeah. that w- when when <laughs> Oliver died, he went back into the time stream and he got the Book of Destiny?
0: Right. He's like, I have the Book of Destiny. It talks about the Paragons. We know that two of the Paragons are um, Kara and... somebody else
1: it was one of them is Kara. the other yeah. one was um white canary she's the oh, yeah, paragon the, of destiny
0: yeah he's like white canary is the paragon of destiny Kara's is the paragon of hope and she's like i don't feel i don't feel very hopeful i think you're wrong which remember like 10 minutes ago in the last episode where she was like hope 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 i'm so hopeful
1: yes but that was before oliver died
0: Eh, wow. And she
1: knew and she knew that Oliver died sacrificing himself for her. It put it her in a completely different
0: headspace. Excuse and they're me. like, Well, how do you know those two are the actual paragons? And he's like Felicity Smoke, who is the second best woman in this universe after Lois figured it out.
1: Third best moving on.
0: Second. And he looked right at Iris, yeah. Do better.
1: That did not happen. Moving on. Uh,
0: uh, uh, And then,
1: is this when he? This is when he talks about like, um, one of them being the paragon of courage, the other one being the paragon of truth, and they have to find one of the.
0: Yes, they have to find those two. That's going to be this episode. Half the team is going to go after the paragon of courage. Some people are going to go after the paragon of truth. Um, basically what he says is the paragon of courage is the bat of the future and it just so happens to be an earth that has a future so Kara and kate are going to go there and then the paragon of truth is, is somebody who's lost more than any than any person should
1: a su- and did he did he specify that it was a superman that lost any more than one man should He did specify that it was a Superman. He does
0: specify that it's a Superman. Yes.
1: Okay, so then Uh,
0: Superman, Iris, and and Lois Lois are going to go. And the reason Iris goes is hopefully she can learn, you know, from Lois.
1: Which the the two reporter team up thing, I loved that. That was so good.
0: Before they kind of. Before they kind of go in their separate way, uh, separate directions to different Earths, Kara is watching a computer, a computer simulation of Argo and Earth getting obliterated. And it's like watching a rerun. Like, it's not going to change Kara. And she's just being mopey. And then we get Lex Luthor just kind of walking in and is like, hey, you know, the entire Earth got destroyed, and all that's left is this computer simulation of it. Kind of seems, kind of seems, uh, pretty myopic. God, I hate John Cryer so much. Uh,
1: are we, are we going to be able to get through much of this without that being said every five seconds? Just a curiosity question.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's possible.
1: So do you Uh, not like John Cryer in anything, or do you just not like him as Lex Luthor?
0: No, I thought he was okay in other stuff. But now that he's destroyed Lex Luthor, I hate him. He's on my mortal enemy list.
1: (laughs) So I, I take it you disagree with Kevin Smith when Kevin Smith said in the After Crisis thing that this was the best version of Lex Luthor since the comics and the closest one to the comics that he's seen on film?
0: Uh yes, I completely disagree that <laughs> heart attack really screwed up his head. <laughs> it's sad. Oh I will say like as far as his exosuit and his outfits that is very Lex Luthor, but him definitely not Lex Luthor. Kara so, in
1: what it Would it be a good thing or a bad thing to tell you that the entire reason that he's here right now is because John Cryer wanted to be a part of Crisis? That he was only supposed to do three episodes. John Cryer found out that they were doing Crisis and was like, oh, God, please let me be a part of this.
0: They should have told Is what they should have done. (laughs) No. Go away. You're the mon L of this, of last season
1: actually no once lex Luthor became involved in last season's story last season's story started to make sense did you watch
0: no because he was in it
1: (laughs) okay well then you have then you can't really judge it but i digress i figured if i gave you a second to expel your lex Luthor hatred now we might make it through his portion of this episode relatively unscathed
0: maybe we'll find out Kate and Kara have a have a uh, woman to woman talk where where Kara's like, oh, Argo died and my Earth died and I'm super mopey now. And Kate is like, hey, my sister killed my my stepmother and blamed my father. And Kara's Kara's like, like, wow, that's
1: dark even for Gotham. Even
0: for Gotham, (laughs) yep. which was a good line
1: a great line their little team up this whole like in the second and third hour my favorite thing of the crossover i think like they are i need them to hook up like so badly
0: uh white canary shows up and she's like so i miss one meeting and apparently i'm a paragon of destiny now yeah look there's a crisis going on. Show up to the meetings. This isn't this isn't difficult, people.
1: And he and she said that to Mia, right?
0: Yeah. Because this is when Mia's like, "I'm gonna bring back my father because he died," and okay. Laurel's like, "That's a bad idea, but okay, let's do it. Go team." Team.
1: And um. She and Mia said something like Nissa. Nissa told me everything I needed to know about um, Lazarus, Lazarus pits yes. and about you. And Sarah's like, "Well, why don't you tell me what you think of me when it's actually your opinion?" And then she said, "Well, why don't you give me your opinion when it's actually about your father?"
0: Yes, these are all lines that are. These are what uh, I said yes these are all lines that that were said in that succession actually um yeah I'm, i mean basically me is like it's my father screw off we're resurrecting him okay like and,
1: and Barry's in on it too yep and
0: yeah. then and, they yeah. it, it's not like anything else important is going on guys let's let's go bring back arrow like just put his body on ice and deal with the crisis how about we try that and
1: um, and then they also is this when they also rope in constantine too uh
0: he shows up a little bit later on but yeah okay. like he's essentially t- tied he's essentially tied to this storyline um this is kind of for me this is when the the crossover starts to go downhill a bit um, and it I believe it's it's a nat- natural progression this being a five episode crossover. I I really think they just need to start doing like a three hour one night movie. And the only and get problem it done with that is the
1: CW only lets them do two. They have news at ten o'clock. Yeah. It's not like the other networks that air air stuff till 11. They only air till 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that. But basically what I'm saying is they've never really shown that they could do these long crossovers. Like start to finish without like having pitfalls.
1: The best one is still... I mean, this is amazing.
0: See, this crossover
1: I, as a whole, when you think of the, the giant story that they're telling, is actually really good.
0: Overall, but, I like the story. And, and, but
1: for what you're talking about, I in terms of cohesiveness, the best one that they've done is still Earth-X.
0: Um, I think the best one that they've done has been, like, the mini-crossover.
1: The Dominators of like Flash one?
0: Flash and Super- No, 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 no. The one where it was just, like, Flash and Supergirl for, like, two episodes, and that was it.
1: You mean the musical? Or... Yeah.
0: Yeah, the musical.
1: Well, I- I'm not going to disagree with you there, because that was actually what kind of started me on my journey to the rest of the Arrowverse. Like, I, I followed Melissa from Glee to Supergirl, and then when they did the we crossover all. when we did when they did the crossover with the flash and i had to watch the flash and they did the musical episode i decided to binge the flash that night binging the flash led me to legends binging legends at that point i watched everything else so i figured i might as well watch the flagship show too and that is basically how my arrowverse journey began and that was all basically 2 years ago
0: yeah i mean so, like I said, I think that one's the best crossover because there was no kind of like, why, why are you doing this and it's just the, a build time? Like, the, the only, only reason they're bad doing
1: thing, The only bad thing about that crossover is like all of the couples were broken up for really dumb reasons, specifically so they could do this crossover.
0: Uh, yeah. But I mean, I didn't like Marnell anyway, so that was fine.
1: I did, but apparently we don't agree on a lot of these things, so, you know.
0: So, they decide they're going to go resurrect Oliver with a Lazarus Pit, even though there's no Lazarus Pit on this Earth. They're going to find an Earth with a Lazarus Pit with the help of Constantine down the road. Supergirl and Kate are off to Gotham on Earth. I believe it's 99. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Uh, And it's in the future. Kate knocks on the door to Wayne Manor. So when they find out that the Paragon of Courage is the Batman of the future, the monitor's like, hey, there's an old Bruce Wayne on this earth. And everyone's like, what? Oh, no. Ray's like, what? Bruce Wayne is Batman? No, he said Bruce
1: Wayne is the (laughs) Dark Knight.
0: Yeah. And but she's like, sh- we'd don't really
1: people. like to keep that a secret.
0: Yeah. So um, Kate knocks on the door and a open shirt, six pack, Lucious, uh, Luke opens the door.
1: Yeah, Luke had a glow up. Good Lord.
0: And she's like, hi, I'm Kate. And he's like, yeah, no. And slams the door in the face. And Supergirl's like, oh, he was like so hot.
1: Uh, he's like, and she's like, wait, is he villain? He goes, no, just
0: nope. friend. Only friend, actually, is what her, is what her reply is. Villain, only friend, actually. Well, at least he's cute. Nope, that's nope, that's gonna be weird.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. So then, I,
0: it, Kate, Kate knocks knock on, on the, the door, door again. Then. Yep, she knocks on the door again, and Kara's just sitting there whistling. And she's finally, like, she's like, "You know, can, can I, I try? try?" And Kate's like, "Yep, sure, go ahead." Kara kicks in the door, and, and the I... look the look Kate <laughs> gives her is "marry me."
1: <laughs> I went. I said, "Oh my god, she is so checking her out."
0: I mean, what like about her, fair play? Kate uh, Kara checked her out last year on the crossover.
1: Oh, her true. With the tattoos, which, which I completely forgot that that happened till you reminded me on Twitter. By the way, <laughs> I totally forgot that that happened. But then I literally like the the way she was looking at Kara. I also thought she was checking out her ass. I have to kick the door down.
0: Uh, so they enter in the they enter into Wayne Manor and Luke is pointing a gun at them and we hear a voice come from off camera about being nice to guests and it's Terminator Batman the Terminator just took over Batman and we're all screwed
1: yeah he's in he's in a really awesome looking exo suit
0: he is in a really Really good looking exosuit. Um, and he's like, "Hey, hi everybody, it's me, Bruce Wayne in an exo suit." Uh, they kind of split from there. Like Kate goes with with Bruce, uh, Luke goes with Supergirl, and we find out that on is it well during the during their time on this earth earth we find out that this earth kate has died
1: five years ago
0: five years ago um and kate's trying to explain to him the concept of multiple earths look i don't care what earth we're on batman knows about multiple earths you're not going to convince me otherwise
1: and didn't she say something like um my my batman wears a different suit or something like that and he goes and then
0: he uh, fits. something along those lines yeah um, there's a break in this part so we can catch up on Lex who stole the book of destiny and peaced out apparently is going universe hopping killing Well which is a problem because if one of them is the paragon of truth then we're screwed yes we see he, we get to one instance of him killing Superman. We get the very iconic death of Superman image of Lois crying over. Uh, That's Superman. from a
1: comic book, right? Like they actually the like death
0: of co- Superman comic. Yep. Although not how it happened. Like Lex is no, the one who kills him. not how it He's happened,
1: day. but that actual scene. I, yeah, I that think actual
0: right. That actual scene of like the the Kate being ripped apart on a stick and her crying, holding him is very, is pretty much identical to the splash page of the death of Superman.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, I think I saw a picture uh, on Twitter that the actress had posted of the uh, someone holding up a picture of the comic. And then you see that on the screen and you can actually see how very similar it was.
0: Yes. I will say I very rarely get on the CW for, for um, special effects budgets and that. But I will say like that T V clip was the was the most egregiously looking fake.
1: Oh see scene that didn't I've bother me. Seen.
0: And I don't, I don't know why. Like it just like I was fine with like how how uh, Lois and Clark looked. I liked I liked the very uh detailed uh, version of the scene but the rubble in the background just super fake to me. Oh, I didn't even and notice kinda, that. It kind of kind of annoyed me a little bit. Uh, um so they're like, well, the Superman's dead. Let's go to some let's go to another Earth. <sighs> so we go to Smallville. Okay. The um, the Smallville Earth
1: know um previous history with smallville so this meant nothing to me other than um, i know that uh, everybody wanted him on this crossover and i laugh hysterically that they got him but he wasn't superman anymore
0: man tom welling fought for 10 years to not be superman uh, which is one of the reasons why i really dislike him i do Love Erica Durant's as Lois. I think she might be the best. She might be the best Lois. My favorite will still be Terry Hatcher. Um, but Erica Durant's is, is probably second or third next to Amy Adams as the Lois. But that being said, um, I. I tolerate Smallville I have begrudgingly tolerated Smallville because of Erica but I've never loved it because I've always had I've always had issues with it um, which is fine
1: I've never watched it it's something that's on my list but i uh, not sure if or when I'll ever get to it
0: so they're approaching, they're approaching Smallville Clark, Tom Welling and you have uh, iris asking is that clark and lois is like well if it's not it's the it's the guy from the paper, paper towel, towel
1: commercials commercials yep. which that made me laugh cuz i loved those which commercials as a kid her
0: her uh the look lois gives after that i put down is, Lo- lois lois's face is like oh i said that part out loud didn't i Yep, that was, that was my outside voice. Yep. I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. Uh, Iris is trying to explain to Clark, like, hey, um, someone might be coming. Like, she's trying to figure out a way to tell him, like, Lex is going to come around to kill you.
1: And then Lois and just sort of starts it out.
0: <laughs> and so Iris says, is
1: like, hey, Lois, what are you doing? Hey,
0: Lex is going to come to kill you. And She's like, what? He is.
1: I <coughs> love oh, Lois. I love Lois so much.
0: Um, to which, after she says that, my my note here says, he's like, oh, I didn't know the president was in town. Meaning uh, the Lex Luthor Michael Rosenbaum of that earth is president, which is also from uh, the comics, which I really like.
1: I thought that's what he said, but I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't realize the pre- President was in town, to which, my, to which my note is, no, not your Lex. A different
1: uh, Lex.
0: Oh, hold on a second. Uh, no, not your Lex. Yeah. No, not your Lex. A bad actor acting badly and ruining a great villain. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And then,
1: is this when Lex shows up? Not long after this
0: scene? I mean, that's pretty much when he shows up. Because he's like, hey, I'm Lex Luthor. And he's like, no, you're not Lex Luthor. And that's... But I'm like, no, not your Lex. Just a bad actor acting badly and ruining a great villain. (laughs) Uh, And then my next... My next uh, note was... This is so bad, I'm vomiting in my mouth. Okay.
1: What was this? The whole, like, I can't believe you gave up your powers and what the hell were you thinking you were the man of steel you could fly
0: like, yes, i don't yeah. i don't understand this, this entirely horribly i could seem. that I... is so having no per- in anything in life really
1: um i don't know i won't say that it didn't have a purpose because i wonder if this is what this is what motivated him to do what he does later i think Seeing that this Superman gave up his powers made him realize, well, you know what? Superman's not worth killing then, so I'll just have the Supermans kill each other. This I I think is the scene that spawned that. So I won't say it's pointless, because I do think it served purpose.
0: Uh it's it's possible, but we could have done without this entire thing.
1: Well, in your mind we could do without this version of Lex Luthor, but that's not a thing
0: who's <laughs> it uh, yeah so he's like oh you gave up your powers and you know you shouldn't have and Clark's like oh I don't miss having this conversation <clears throat> um, look real talk no Lois in the history of Lois's would ever let Clark give up his powers it just wouldn't happen
1: unless he did it and she didn't know about it till after.
0: In which case she would berate him until he undid it. Much like she did in Superman two. So this this entire small little sequence kind of just
1: I think it was just fan service for those fans who watched that show.
0: It's weird because Having him in there was fan service, but at the same time, they kind of ruined it. Because you spent, like, ten years of the show of him, like, reluctantly accepting his powers to then be like, no, we're good. I'm just going to give him up. So, like, any made in the show was kind of killed.
1: Apparently, one of the writers who wrote on Smallville wrote this scene. Uh, I, don't
0: remember
1: the, I don't remember the writer's name, but they said in um, the After Crisis thing that um, they had one of the writers from Smallville in their writing staff, and they actually wrote this scene, or these sets of scenes.
0: Yeah, but it's still bad. I it's mean, still. Bad. But also
1: what could they do if he didn't want to wear the Superman suit? Which
0: not think, have him.
1: I mean, yeah, which I think is ridiculous, by the way. Like you're playing the iconic Clark Kent and Superman. How the hell do you not wear the suit?
0: Yeah. I I don't get it. <laughs> it just it's just I don't. I I would have Loved if this scene wasn't there. <clears throat> Find a way to get Erica Durance's Lois in there somewhere, but all she has to do in the scene is like, huh, Smallville, you made it funny. And like not even Erica could make that scene good. We go back to Gotham, in which Batman uh, Bruce tells Kate because Kate's like, Hey, you're the paragon of courage, and he's like, ah, huh. I killed lots of people that I can't even contemplate how many. I'm I don't have courage. Uh, see, Batman just always killed, no matter the earth, it's a constant. And she's like, oh, Bat- the Batman I knew had a, you know, had a code. And he's like, oh, you start with a code and then you just start killing people. In which we find out that he killed Superman, and that's how he's in this exosuit. Um,
1: so, okay, question. Yes. Is this the Earth where Batman, because I know Batman versus Superman, there was like an epic battle between them, right?
0: Uh, Dark Knight
1: dark knight no but wasn't there wasn't there also an epic battle in the batman versus superman movie that came out a couple years ago
0: um and that was taken from the comic series the dark knight gotcha
1: so i was just Uh, wondering if this is the earth where that movie would have taken place
0: oh no no it's a different it's a different earth um and you know what i'm sorry no Earth does Batman ever kill Superman. And I'm not... It's not from a lack of trying. He just can't. Because Superman is better.
1: But apparently he can, because he had kryptonite.
0: We move over to... Lois, Clark, and... Iris. Iris. To another Earth. Yeah. In which they uh, go to another Earth and run into the Brandon Routh Superman. And... Doesn't matter, so cool doesn't matter the universe, Lois is always attracted to Clark. Yep.
1: Every single one, every single time.
0: Every single time. And the fact that they play uh, the song that plays when they lock eyes is Can You Read My Mind from the original Superman movie. I loved that part so much.
1: Oh, that had to be such a cool little Easter egg, which I probably would have caught had I seen yeah, the movie,
0: but that's so cool. Uh, so we find out on this Earth, the Joker poisoned the Daily Planet, killing, um, killing Lois, Perry, Jimmy, and a bunch of others. Uh, to which he has them all. He has all the names and plaques on his wall, uh, as he's now editor in chief. And the worst thing, the, the, the thing that this scene does, aside from <clears throat> give us Brandon Routh as Superman again, is the worst thing these writers ever did to um, Tyler was putting him in a scene Superman who could actually act. Hey, I'm sorry.
1: No, uh uh-uh, uh,
0: we are not doing. I'm that. sorry. I've seen more. I've seen better acting out of a cardboard cutout than Tyler. He we might look no, the part.
1: We are not doing that. We are not calling Tyler hecklin a bad actor. We're not doing it. I've been a fan of Tyler for years, like all the way back on Seventh Heaven. I followed him from Seventh Heaven to Seenwolf Wolf to here. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not doing it.
0: Um,
1: I love him.
0: You can love him, but he he's is not a, good, a actor. good
1: actor. I don't know what I don't know what you were watching because I happened to enjoy the Battle of the Superman.
0: Oh, the battle is great. I really love the battle. Lexus shows up and he's like, I'm, I'm. Tired of killing Superman, I'm going to have Superman kill Superman. And he kind of mind controls Superman with the Book of Destiny. uh, And they fight. They go outside. They go outside, you know, fighting all over Metropolis. um, Which was odd because I didn't hear anybody complain that Superman was fighting in Metropolis, much like I heard them complain when they happened in Man of Steel odd oh i
1: don't know
0: yeah um while this is going on lois Colcox, uh lex from behind oh and that's so great and takes the book of destiny
1: because that reminded me of the hammer moment from last from last crossover
0: yes yes i i fitzy oh, is so great as lois i love i love it. her so much <clears throat> While that is going on, we go to the old West Earth that has a that has a Lazarus pit that uh, Constantine found for them.
1: Okay. Who was uh, this guy that they ended up battling? And she said something uh, like you get the scar anyway?
0: Jonah Hex.
1: Jonah Hex. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lead. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. He, uh, he's a he's a meh character. Doesn't really matter. This version Uh, of
1: him was meh. The version of him they did on Legends a couple years ago was pretty good.
0: It's the same actor.
1: I know it's the same actor, but the take on the character seemed different. Because I completely Uh, didn't even realize it was the same character.
0: I mean, so he hits on Mia. How old is Mia supposed to be?
1: Uh, She was born in 2019. It was 2046 when we found her. So... Hold on. Let me do... Some quick math here. Carrie's a
0: one. i got the five. Um, let's see. Yeah. She's 27. She
1: she's 27. She looks 16. That actress is just very young.
0: Yeah, and it kinda creeps me out the amount of men hitting on her at times on <laughs> on the show.
1: This is the most because they don't like they don't normally do that. So this is like the most like men have been like, Oh hey ever.
0: Um, so they they're like, All right, they fight they fight Jonah Hanks for a bit and they, my favorite
1: part here though was um Oliver and Con- I think it was Oliver and Constantine went to go get a uh, no, Barry and and Constantine went to go get Oliver's body. So when they leave to go get his body, that's when the fight with Jonah Hex happens. Yes. So they come back and Jonah Hex is unconscious on, on the ground, and I think it was Barry's like, "So what we miss?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> they lower Ollie's body into the Lazarus Pit and they wait.
1: And wait.
0: And wait. While they're waiting, we go back over to Gotham where where it's pretty obvious that Batman isn't going to and he gets upset seeing Kara and the fight in in which Kate punches him once, and he goes backwards into a computer and electric gets electrocuted and dies. <clears throat> which seems to be a thing with DC characters this year.
1: Oh, who else did that happen to? Uh,
0: uh, Donna Troy and Titans.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Or if I did, I forgot about
0: it. No, you It was the it was the um finale for this year. Ah,
1: yeah haven't seen most of two yet
0: uh while he's dying uh, batman tells kate that there is no hope which you know as far as last words go um those are like terrible those are the the perfect batman last words. oh are they i mean yeah it's it's bad but they're perfect for batman is what i'm saying
1: I will trust you on that because I have no prior Batman knowledge. So on that, I will trust your judgment.
0: Yeah. So uh, Oliver comes back as something. A a,
1: soulless
0: person. a, A soulless person. And White Canary quickly tranquilizes him and is like, "All right, now we need to get his soul. That'll be easy." Oh, no! Constantine's like, "Oh, this and whole Const-
1: Constantine is having performance anxiety."
0: Yep, you know he's like, "All this, all this antimatter stuff is messing with my magical mojo." You know that whole that whole universe-ending thing that's going on while we're over here trying to resurrect Oliver, not helping anybody. Yeah that that's interfering with me.
1: And then they say, if they don't get him back, he's just going to stay a soulless monster forever.
0: Right. But that'll be part three's problem. Uh, because that pretty much wrapped up what they were doing in this episode.
1: Yes. So now we go, we back get another,
0: to... we go back to Kate and Kara back to the regular earth. Um, Oh, they're and,
1: back on the Wave Rider, right? And I don't think with the I think the Wave Rider is just outside of Earth One.
0: Okay. So they're on the Wave Rider, and Kara's like, "I'm gonna bring back Earth Thirty Eight because that's what we can do."
1: <coughs> and Kate is like, "Well, but, Batman is dead, no Paragon." It, Kate's
0: like, "That's not a good idea." Like, uh, just throwing it out there like i they were saying that if you use the book of destiny to do that that was probably a bad thing so you probably shouldn't do that and car like nope that's what i'm gonna do um to which my question was she was fine with earth 38 in argo being gone last episode i don't know when she made this her mission in life
1: she was not fine with it it was just they kind of had a, pr- no, she wasn't, she wasn't fine with it. It was just I'm a not, matter
0: of. I'm not saying like she was throwing a party, but she was tell you know, she was telling Cal, like, these things happen. We gotta, we gotta save what we can. Because, because, they, because at that dead. point,
1: the fight was imminent. Like, they were, you know. We have to save these people. And she was on Earth-38. Earth-38 hadn't expired yet. This was, you know, just about Argo City, and she's like, we have to do what we can to save these people because their fight was imminent. At this point, there's nothing she can do. She hasn't been given, you know, she's just trying to process the fact that her entire Earth is just gone and then you've got Lex Luthor back, and he's supposed to be dead. So finding out <sighs> that, he get, that he gets to live while her entire earth gets to die, I think is really what set her on the path of okay, no, we have to fix this because he can't live while everybody that I love gets to die. No.
0: I agree. So let's just kill him. I don't know that that's happening, but it should. So the last scene we get of this um, has been Harbinger kind of hearing voices and, and Wait, having we
1: skipped something.
0: What did we skip?
1: Kate being the Paragon of Courage.
0: I thought that was that, next episode.
1: No, that was at the end of this one.
0: Okay. Um, so he's she like. Comes
1: in, she comes in. She says Batman's dead. We're screwed. Right. And then he goes, maybe not because Ray's Paragon thing is finally working. And then they, they realize that um it's pointing to someone here on the Wave Rider, which she think which at first they think is a glitch, and then the monitor's like, No, my words were the path to Earth ninety nine will take you, would lead you to the paragon of courage, and that has come to pass. You are the future back person. But,
0: but she's not really the future. Like she's doing it now. She is the present Batman.
1: She literally just started, if you think about yeah. it. like So I think it, this will kind of solidify for her that this is the path that she's meant to be on, which will, when we get into the back half of the Batwoman season, I think we're going to see her approach being Batwoman completely differently as a result of this crisis. <coughs>
0: Yeah, no, I I got it, but I'm just like, she's already Batwoman. Um, Harbinger going crazy, hearing voices, kind of gets kind of gets sucked away. Um, uh, to a to an yes. underground. Huh.
1: It looked like Star Labs.
0: It is. It's a place inside of Star Labs, which we find out in the next episode. Um, but it's a it's a place in Star Labs, and she's like... she's Oh, hearing, did
1: she get... Okay, I know. Okay.
0: And she's hearing a voice, and the voice is now coming from the corridor off camera. And she asks, who are you? And he's like... I am the you know, I am the mirror to the monitor, I am the anti monitor. We see the big bad for the first time, and he just looks like a scroll who um but that is kinda of how he looks, and that is kind of how this episode ends. So it's our first it's our first time seeing the big bad. He had only been talked about up until now. Uh, but he talks about how his power is growing every time, uh, Earth, uh, and Earth disappears. Yep. And Earth disappears. He goes, he gets stronger as his brother, or as his mirror, as he calls him, grows weaker. And
1: at, at first, because uh, we didn't really touch on this, like, Lila was hearing voices throughout the entire episode, and I yeah. thought it was the Book of Destiny that was doing it.
0: Nope. It was because
1: him. Cause that's kind of what it made That's kind of what it made me think Because like she was hearing voices And it kind of sounded like she was following the voices And that's how she realized that Lex Luthor Took the Book of Destiny
0: Right she's like hey Lex Luthor took the Book of Destiny And the monitor is like oh and really I'm so shocked
1: Which that I monitor, don't think he actually is But that's
0: knew That was happening Yeah. That monitor is a tricky tricky person So those are the first two episodes of this crisis. I really liked the first episode. I thought the second episode, while I loved Brandon Routh's um, scene, um, I thought overall this this episode was weaker.
1: Yeah, I will agree there. The first and third were my favorites out of what we've seen. The second did, I think the Oliver portion of it took it out for me.
0: Definitely the Oliver portion. Um, Definitely the Smallville portion. Definitely any time that stupid Lex Luthor was on screen.
1: Yes, well, Lex Luthor didn't bother me the way he bothers you.
0: Um, So those three things combined, I think really... It dragged the episode down. I really liked the, the Brandon Routh stuff. I really liked the Kevin Conroy Batman stuff. I thought those at least added to the story where the Oliver stuff was just like these Detracting people... Are, from it. Yeah, because these people are going around there's arguably more important things to do right now. So... I was I was disappointed with the second episode. We'll have to see about the third episode. But overall, um I don't know if I would say so far, this is as good as last year, uh but it's definitely better than uh the the two crises um prior to last year. You mean I think two right now I,
1: prior to, so you you think Infinite Earths is better than EarthX?
0: Uh, as of right now, two episodes in, yes.
1: Okay. And yeah, the dominators crossover was terrible. So pretty much everything was gonna be better than that.
0: The dominators one was terrible um, because like that one felt very segmented as far as like the episode uh, of the show dictated like who got the most screen time.
1: Yeah, I will say, like, Supergirl felt very Supergirl, but the Batwoman episode felt more cohesive than the Supergirl one did.
0: I will, I will agree with that, um, but at least I could argue, like, since it's the start and that's where the action was taking place, I was okay with it.
1: Right. No, I was, too. It didn't bother me, but...
0: Um... Like, if that was, say, the second or third episode, and then we reverted back to... St- to that then I would say then I would definitely say it kind of felt the same way as the Dominator one but I feel like these two felt more cohesive and and kind of independent upon uh, the episode yes uh, the downfall to me with Earth with Crisis on Earth X while I liked it I felt they kind of ran out of steam halfway through. Like I liked the first episode and I liked the last episode and the middle episodes were like, we got to keep this going for four, for four hours.
1: Which episode did Stein die in? And then the immediate after,
0: I think three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think two, I think the second one, of Earth X was my issue there as well. Just like I didn't really like the second of Elseworlds either. I think the second episode of the crossover is always kind of like weird. Hmm. Because I think by episode 3, they're kind of used to like the crazy schedule and stuff like that. I think the first 2 weeks are kind of always like like the first week is always kind of, "Oh cool, this is new." And there's like this cool energy, and then by the second week everybody's trying to get used to this new schedule. And then by the third week and the last week we have a groove, so it all kind of works.
0: Yeah. So the
1: second episode of crossovers are always kind of eh.
0: Right for me. Right. Yep. So those are the first two episodes. Uh we're gonna get this out probably within the next uh, half hour or so. I think I'm just going to put this out as is without really any edits. So I'm sorry, but I want to try and get it out. No,
1: totally fine. And there's nothing that really needs to be edited except maybe the pause when I was looking up her age.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to go through and um, usually all my edits are just like, I, I put the um, audio file up and I have it showing me like... Uh, by the second. So if a pause lasts more than like three seconds, I'll cut it down. Um, but in this case, I don't think I will. I just want to get this out, uh, and, and up to, and up for everyone to start listening to, uh, our review of episode three will either be tomorrow or Friday schedule, depending. Um, I just have to go back and rewatch it. So probably Friday Okay. tomorrow might be a little bit difficult. Um, but that being said, do you, have any other, do you have any other thoughts on these first two?
1: Um, no, I think we pretty much covered just about everything.
0: All right, cool. Uh, let us know what you think so far of the crossover. You can either drop us a line on Twitter at BatwomanTVTalk or on Gmail, BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. And uh, if you get it in within the next day or so before we record we'll we'll definitely um talk about it prior to diving into episode three uh other than that we're not going to do a normal uh bounce out because there'll be another episode coming so to be continued everybody
1: all right see you guys soon bye bye